0: praise God. I said, praise God. Tell your neighbor for me again, say I'm alive and well. And that's the will of God for me. Say it again, say I'm alive and well. And that's the will of God for me. It can be a bit difficult for you to trust God for healing for many reasons. And people struggle with trusting God for healing for many reasons. What I'm sharing this morning will help you a little bit if you are in that class. Some people find it difficult, you know, to trust God for healing because you have many options. So, medical science is quite prevalent. Now, I mean, we all talk about HMO and all that. And if you're in HMO business, you're in good business, really. Uh, uh, But because of all that, many options. Uh, Because some people actually think that um, one is an option for the other. No. Uh, the Bible says there's no knowledge that has been released that is not from God. The secret things belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children. And science about discovery, about revelation, I hope you are still with me. It's about research. You know, and God releases it per time. Because no man can know anything except God releases it. I hope you are still with me today. So we're going to be dealing with that a little bit, but I just, I just wanted to know that there's, there's a place where those things meet, and we shouldn't overlook the place of healing, divine health and healing, because we have many options. What does Jesus have to say about healing? Um, I'll read from Matthew 15, and I need you to join me there. Matthew chapter 15, I read from verse 21, Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and um, behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region, and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Verse 23, but he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and argued, sorry, and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord help me. Help me. Verse 26. But he said, but he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Look at what the woman said. Said verse 27, and she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. 28 and the last verse here. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O oh, woman, great is your faith, let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. The Lord blessed the reading of his word. I said, The Lord bless the reading of his word. From this encounter of this woman of Canaan, uh, some of the parts of the gospel, Mark chapter 7, she was called the Syrophoenician woman. But but whatever uh, way it was rendered, it's to the end that we understand that this woman uh, was by no means a Jew. By no means a Jew. The Bible says a Greek woman, a Syrophoenician woman, in Mark chapter 7, here he said a woman of Canaan. She lived in Canaan, by no way a Jew. This woman came and asked Jesus to heal her daughter. And from that conversation, we are able to understand a few things about healing. This is quite foundational. I need you to uh, get it right into your heart. And let it remain so that you can, you know, meditate on this and really understand it's very, very foundational to healing, what we're teaching this morning. Jesus looked at her and said, I'm not sent, but to the Lordship of the house household of Israel. So, and nobody will take what belongs to children. Children's bread and give it to dogs. By the way, back in the day, uh, um, those people who are not Jews sometimes are, were regarded in a very derogatory manner, uh, were called dogs, as in just being ordinary, or, you know, that's, that, that was how they were treated. That was why, you know, you remember the story of the woman at the well, uh, uh, and Jesus, I think, John chapter 4, J- Jesus was talking to, to her, the woman of Samaria, and it was unexpected. The woman was telling Jesus, How come you, being a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, to give you water? We don't have social connections with Jews because, you know, they were regarded to be, yeah, that was why the story of the good Samaritan uh, became very popular, because a a Samaritan was not expected to do what a Jew should do. (laughs) I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So, it's still that same kind of scenario here. This woman came and Jesus was trying to establish a point here. You know what? First and foremost, you need to understand one thing and that's that healing belongs to children healing is children's bread and I love to unpack those two things children bread children bread healing is children's bread, healing belongs to children, that was what Jesus told this woman in Mark 15 26 there healing belongs to children Healing belongs to children. There are certain provisions that we make. And when we make those provisions, we have family in mind. When Christ was sent, he was sent primarily to the Lordship of the household of Israel. And according to Galatians 3 verse 13, the Bible says Christ has dreamed of from the curse of the law. uh, 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 having you know, become a cause for us. For it is written, cause everyone that hung on the tree said that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles. After the death and resurrection of Christ, we all, as many as receive him, the Bible says as many as receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. We then become children of Abraham by implication Jews. Albeit not natural, because we were grafted in, the Bible says. We became adopted in the beloved. Are you still with me today? Yeah. So, in the Old Testament, if you are not a Jew, primarily Christ was not sent to you. So he said, you can't give what belongs to children to dogs. And the woman said, you know what? Bread is bread. Big loaf or crumbs. So the dogs can get crumbs. And if crumb will still be regarded as bread, then I still qualify. You call me dog, I don't mind. Our faith was dogged. Call me whatever. I need healing for my daughter. You can call me any name you like. Call me a dog, call me a ram, or rabbit. But I came for healing. And in as much as you know that after children have eaten, crumbs still fall down, and the person in the house can take that. I'm re- I, that's enough. Jesus said, "Oh woman, how I mean, what kind of faith is this?" And he said, "You have what you desire." But where I'm going is that. All that struggle was not supposed to be part of the life of a believer for healing. All that begging and shoving and, you know, and entreating, no, was not supposed to be part of it. If we're truly in Christ, if we're truly in Christ and we have been redeemed and in Christ, then that begging and, you know, all those mindsets that I described earlier on about our approach to healing. Healing is for people of big faith. Healing is for, you know, this. Healing is difficult. It's not supposed to be. This woman came with a mind made up that she was going to get healing, but she knew she had to go through the motion of, you know, appealing. And before, Jesus would say, okay, have it. And she got it. But Jesus said, for you and I, if you are in Christ, if you are born of the Spirit, If your life is fully committed to Christ and you are a child of Abraham through Jesus Christ, then all that drama shouldn't be part of how we we get our own healing. Because healing belongs to the children. Healing belongs to children. Praise God. I said praise God. Children, what it connotes is Access. Access. If you forget everything I'm saying today, don't forget, I have access to certain things from God. One of them is healing because I'm his child. Are you still with me today? Jesus said, healing is for children and it's children's bread. Healing is for children. I need to understand that for myself. That healing is not a special thing. I have access to it. Healing, secondly, it's not a treat. It's bread. Bread is staple food. It forms the basis of um, many meals. You, you don't go to a restaurant, good restaurant, and be ordering bread. If it's a very good restaurant, they will give you for free. Many good restaurants, I mean, all around the world, you enter as you are sitting down, and you are placing your order. They will serve you bread. Am I saying the truth? Yeah, just to. You get your appetite up a little bit. Bread and, and, and soup or something. Just, bread is just... And you remember in the days of Jesus, bread was so commonplace. In the wilderness, when it was about to feed 5,000, 3,000, he asked them, where can we get food to feed these people? Well, there's no food anywhere. But one small boy had uh, uh, three loaves. That was how common bread was. Why didn't they say one small boy had cucumber? No. Bread was everywhere. I, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. One small boy has three loaves, and then bring the three loaves blessed it and broke it and that was it it was just common staple food so healing is supposed to be common healing is not a special treat for special people by no means bread is staple meal for everyone and every day first john chapter 4 verse 4 Abel says, you have God, little children, and you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have God, little children. You are family. You are family. 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 God wants us to be alive and well. Third John 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. I wish that you prosper and be in health. Health is part of the package. The writer of the book of 13 John was saying, look, this is, this is utmost priority. I wish above all things that you prosper and you be in health as your soul prospers. And when you read Luke 13 verse 16, talking about the woman who was bent over backward, Look at what, what, what Jesus said there. He said, then should not this woman, King James says, ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, Who Satan has kept bound for 18 long years be set free on the Sabbath day. He was arguing, you know, they were arguing with him about healing on Sabbath day and all that. Healing should be commonplace. Jesus was saying, you know what? Man was not created for the Sabbath, Sabbath was created for man to rest. And said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, ought not, shouldn't it be? Because this thing is supposed to be based on access and it's commonplace. So Sabbath or no Sabbath, Sabbath my foot. This woman is a daughter of Abraham. She is supposed to be healed. And Sabbath will not stop it. So when it comes to healing, God wants to break protocols. For my sake and for your sake. We just need to understand it that it's not supposed to be that difficult. And that God is even willing to break protocols for our sake. Somebody needs to leave this place this morning and meet someone, maybe a loved one, who is, you know, sick or something. And, tell, and let them know that God wants to break protocol because of you. He's, he wants to heal you. He wants to take this infirmity away. And your faith must be up. Because God's will for you is that you'll be alive and well. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Let me drop a few hints as I wrap, wrap this up this morning. Just two starting points. Where do I start when it comes to getting healed or getting my healing, receiving my healing? Where do I start from? Where do I start from? Can I encourage somebody here this morning? After you've gotten the understanding that all we're contending with is our understanding with access and the fact that this is not a special treat and I do have to be a spiritual juggernaut. be healed then you need to understand this as a starting point you need to build your faith through god's word you need to build your faith through god's word because you always need to start somewhere you start somewhere faith comes by hearing romans you know chapter 10 verse 17 says and hearing by the word i cannot keep hearing That this sickness has killed somebody, has killed another person, uh, someone has run mad, you know, all that. And that's all I'm hearing. As much as God is eager to heal me, the healing may not come. Because my mind is filled with doubt and fear and all sorts of things. Instead of it being filled with the word of God, are you still with me today? And Bible says faith comes by hearing. So if faith comes, that means faith also goes. There's nothing like permanent faith. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It has the capacity to escape. If faith comes, faith goes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith goes through fear and doubt and hearing evil reports. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Whatever is not from the heart of God we take faith away from your heart. Are you still with me today. And also faith is like, like, like a muscle, you know. It needs to be exercised. It needs to be exercised. It needs to be exercised. If you don't work on it, it won't work well. It, it, let, me, let me say this. There's a, there's a difference between trusting God for healing and just just taking medicine because your faith is in drugs. I would rather you, at your level of faith, you pray and then you take the drug. And you tell yourself, whether well, drug or anything, God, just heal me. All I want is healing. Dan, for you not to have God in your consciousness when it comes to healing and you said you are a child of God and all you do is to swallow drugs. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Because you need to start from somewhere in the operations of your faith. I rather pray and then take the drug. Knowing and telling God, God, my faith is not in this drug. I'm obeying the doctor so it doesn't look like I'm stupid, so I'm taking it. But I'm believing you that anyhow, I'm healed. And I want to get to the point where my faith is strong enough. I feel the symptoms and I don't even have to take this. That's the progression. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because if your faith cannot heal a dick, that faith will probably not be able to heal asthma. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like uh, somebody, I mean, when, when, when we talk to singles, you don't have faith for yourself. You want to hurt somebody else. Are the brothers hearing me? You don't have faith to sort yourself out and pay all your bills before the end of the month. And then you want to add somebody's bill to it, you're creating a problem. Build your faith as a single person so you can pay all your bills and have room and then bring somebody into that room. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Secondly, and um, the last thing for today, is that you need to have this mindset that I am not the sick trying to get healed. I have been created to be whole and healthy and the devil is trying to steal my health. Those are two different things. In they are miles apart. Because some people think that we are just beggarly elements, you know, trying to be restored. No. God created me whole. I'm supposed to be alive and well. John chapter 10 verse 10. The Bible says the enemy has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. His will is life and life in abundance. The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. What has he come to steal? He wants to steal my health and your health. He wants to steal my joy. He wants to steal my peace. He wants to steal my health. So I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm the healed. I'm the healthy. That the enemy is trying to steal my health. And I must put him where he belongs. Say amen somebody. Or say better amen somebody. I must stand my ground. I must lay hold on what I believe. And stay there. And keep declaring to the devil, you can't have this. You can't touch this. Are you still with me today? I said, are you still with me today? So I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I am the blessed, the healed, the healthy person that God created. And no devil is going to put anything that God has not put in me. Exodus chapter 23, verse 20 or so, the Bible says that, none of the uh, diseases of, of the Egyptians will be able to find a way into your body. He said, you serve the Lord your God, he, he will bless your bread and your water and take sickness away from the midst of you. He said, and he, he said, none shall, 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 shall suffer miscarriage, none shall carry their young. Glory to Jesus. I said, glory to Jesus. Proverbs chapter to the four, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words Incline your head to my saying. Do not let them depart from your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 22 says, for their life to them that find it, and held to all their flesh. The word of God is held to all of our flesh. And Isaiah chapter 53, verse 1, it says, who has believed our report. Unto whom the hand of God has come. You believe the report of the Lord, you see the hand of God. You doubt the report of the Lord. You don't see the hand of God. Can you help me touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor I'm a believer? I'm not a doubter.